Dane and Derek is an uncensored, unfiltered podcast. You can find content warnings in the episode description. Thank you for listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Dane and Derek. And today is a very special episode. It is episode 100 overall of our entire show. We did it. So, yeah, we did it. We, we reached syndication for network television. <laughs> uh, oh, we're on our way, NCIS. We're going to beat oh, you one day. We'll catch you. We'll, we'll catch, catch you, you, motherfucker. <laughs> um, <laughs> frankly, though, syndication doesn't really mean what it used to, you know? Nope. Not anymore, sadly. Uh, uh, this is, this is mult- mostly relevant and timely. Probably still will be. Oh, yeah. Support the strikes, folks. Yes, support the writers and the actors that are striking. Fuck yeah. I Yeah, I am 100% for that. Um, and for what little it's worth, no picket line crossing here. Yep. Derek and I are not in the it, not in the guilds and not using anybody. I don't think this, this has no writing and no acting. So That yeah. and podcast and new media is are things that you can hire your actor and I think just your actor friends. I don't know about your writer friends, but if you would know. like to give them work to keep them fed, uh, yeah, new media stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a good infographic going around that has it all listed. That oh, I do not have. is there, is there, there must be, there. I can't remember, there's a, there's a place you can donate to, right? Yes. I think? I don't know. I don't know. I'll... I don't know either. Um, look it up. Google it. Yeah. Get informed. Support them how you can. That's yeah. what we got. Yep. Um, but but it's, yeah. syndication. Syndication. <laughs> yeah. We hit 100 episodes over the course of these last three years. Yeah. Um, we started yeah. 2020 and then yes, finished our first season 2021. Which is mm-hmm. kind of weird. It's the only season. The only season we've done that's crossed over into two years. Um, that's true. Yeah, that is true. And then yeah. uh, season two was all of 2022, and season three has been pretty consistently 2023. So that I see. I like that though. It lines mm-hmm. up super nice. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I, I like that it lines up with the year. I, I that doesn't always happen. And I like it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, were, we, we, we almost messed up. We almost were one number off and we'd be constantly getting it wrong. Ooh, I'd hate that. <laughs> you know I'd what hate I mean? that. But yeah, yeah, we did it right. Which, yeah. man, 100 episodes. <laughs> Three years. <laughs> Three years. This is, this is probably the longest we've collaborated on something outside of a D&D campaign. Hmm. Hmm. Because... Heroics was only like two, two and a half years. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And then, I mean, D&D campaigns are like two, two and a half years. No, I think this is the longest. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I, yeah. And I, I, I'm not surprised because like uh, lowest effort. Yeah. In some ways, you know, like I so appreciate you doing the editing and all of that. Um, but, you know, like we said, you know, we don't have to 
wrangle actors or write scripts or anything. Don't even yeah. have to do like the prep work of a D and D campaign. Really, most of what we talk about in terms of getting ready for this is either um, throwing around some episode ideas, scheduling, just two people busy as we are. Yeah, and then you know technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's funny too because editing has become a smaller and smaller part of this process as we've gone. Really? We've gotten much better at radio. <laughs> ah, well, good for us. Yeah. I mean, I, I I've done radio You've done it the longest. Yeah, in counting actual radio like um man, since I was 18. Mhm. Um so that was, what are we talking here? Nine years. So I've been doing radio nine years. Yeah, yeah. So no, yeah. nonstop too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never really caught a break. Cause, nah, I, yeah. nah. Oh, I don't think I'd want a break. Yeah, I feel like out yeah. of all the mediums, writing and radio are like the two that feel the most you. I think so. I, I mean. <sighs> For such a long time, music was really core. Mm. Um, but even that had aspects of both, right? Like yeah. music, a huge part of music for me when I was generatively making music. Um, ah, all music making is generative, sorry. Um, but like when I was like writing music, um, mm-hmm. the process of recording, like making, like I liked making albums way more than I liked performing. Like yeah. always, 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 I've liked writing and recording music so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I know that's a little on the uncommon side. Um, so that leads into like I like playing around with microphones and you know like doing the audio editing stuff, which is way more in like the radio category. And the other thing I liked was the songwriting process. And frankly, the part I typically ended up liking the best, which is why I lead into like choral music when I was like deep in my music. Um, degree days is because I liked writing the lyrics, um, which I was actually thinking about today is that that was my into writing more um, narrative stuff is when I was taking a few creative writing classes at the end of college. I went in and I was like, oh, this will be fun. Gracie loves this professor. This professor seems great. I This could be a fun class. It's my senior year. I'll, I'll write some some like lyrics and like a, a librato for for operatic sort of music and, and choir pieces and stuff um and I'll like if i'm feeling zany maybe i'll like really like write a little scene around a song like it was a musical or whatever mm. um i basically ended up writing a radio musical um which was sin and lavender um yeah which... Yeah, I loved doing that. Um, but anyways, it, it led to me end up like in that class, I would end up like writing just bits of poetry and prose here. And eventually I, I was just like, oh, now I'm just like writing. So, mm-hmm. no, you're you're kind of right deep down. Um, yeah. But, you know, like radios doesn't feel as much you in my, in, in my opinion. Like with your art, it's always like so much of it is visual. Yeah. And also a writing side of it which but even though we've talked about this like if you could if you had someone to write scripts for you you and you would pick directing over oh yeah i've heard you say that before yes yeah because i think like i feel like i i like the whole process and the more i can collaborate with people in that process the better and 
kind of homogenizing like all those pieces is what I mm -hmm. really enjoy. But the kind of like podcast radio thing, I think, I don't know. I think like it was one of those things like, I don't know if we've ever really talked about how the show came about other than like the premise of it, like the conceit of it, right? Yeah, no, I don't think so. Yeah, because like the conceit, of course, is like we're two friends that are catching up and it's a shoot the shit podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's listening, basically like listening to our phone calls, which is something that was kind of born out of the last sort of, I guess, maybe like six years of like college and into post-grad a little bit. Yeah. Right before like lockdown and and it's sort of our, our intermittent long catch-ups that we would do yeah because it would it started out with those those phone calls would be two almost three hours mm -hmm. you know which if you look at like the length of like our actual batches of recording it's about the same still um <laughs> yep uh but like the idea was it would it would come about in a sense of like we would we would talk for a really long time at the end of that conversation we'd be like okay we got we got to do this like more often you know like because it would be that long but like once every six months something like that yeah. you know like um and then you pitch doing this as a show which super leans into like both of our strong suits and maybe some like hmm it's concerning that uh, it's so much easier to uh, keep up a friendship and a conversation, regular conversation with someone you care about when you make it um, a project. Yeah. I don't know what that says about our psyches. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, I think too, because like it was lockdown when we started conceiving the idea and like talking about it, but we were, we, we were catching up more frequently and we still were running into the issue of mm -hmm. not enough time, not enough yeah. consistency. And I think, you know, at that time, everyone was trying to make a podcast, you know? True, like true. Everyone was doing podcasts because it was easy. It was easy. You could do it remotely and you could get, it's a lot easier to get good audio than it is good video. And that's something true. that maybe that's where this sort of radio-ness intersects is because, you know, we've had so many audio issues over the years making movies that <laughs> I did get into audio to a degree to learn how to capture better audio because it is the cheapest thing you can it is the cheapest and most important thing to capture on a film. Um, yeah, yeah. I I will say this. Yeah, a, a film with bad audio is way harder to watch than a film with, like, kind of crappy visuals. Yeah. You know? Like, if you, like, um, like, uh, uh, like Cloverfield or mm. um, Blair Witch, um, both of them have, like, say what you will about the style. But it's just not great video quality. It's on purpose, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's actually, but the audio on both of those films is actually good. Yeah, it's like um, pretty. It's pretty immaculate. Like, yeah, because even though they're still kind of like uh, trying to make it seem like it's like handheld capture or, or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. They do it in a way that it's not grating to the ear. Even though I actually find the visuals of both of those films to be kind of grating to the eye. Yeah. Um, I gotcha. So like, I I think that that's like really important for film. So I'm I'm not surprised you needed to do that. Yeah, but yeah, I I, I think the thing that like 
you know, like we kind of realized was like, so, you know, everyone was throwing around ideas. I think I had been talking to you about doing like a scripted podcast. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. Honestly, we never stopped talking about doing a scripted podcast and yeah. we, we, we have done one, mm-hmm. um, which was, uh, uh, anything goes. Yeah. Which you can listen to on our feed. Mm-hmm. Anything goes and we, and we, you can, I think you can listen to sin and lavender yeah, too. Yeah. We yeah. Do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 You can listen to both. Um, yeah, it's funny, right? Because, like, everyone was getting into podcasts now. But when I mm. graduated college, my internship, like, director was like, hey, you should get into podcasting. It's going to be the next big thing. But then, like, prior to that, you know, we had made Anything Goes. And you had been doing, like, you know, experiments to try and do, like, an actual play show. And it's, so it's wild that, like, we've been in this game, so to speak, of doing podcasts for a long time before... It's like supposed like, like burst, boom. right? And boom. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, like I, I'm trying to think about it. So like we did Anything Goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I did um, a scripted radio show um, yeah. with a friend of mine named Avery Martinez um, in college. Um, he went by Avery Scott on the show where we did like old school scripts redone. We wrote some. It was super fun. Um, I've done a music show on... Um, KDUR down in Durango, shout out, fucking great. Um, uh, Sin and Lavender, which was the scripted one I did. And we sh- t- took stabs at actual play podcasts twice, you and yes, I. Yes, twice. Um, yeah. One was like half a YouTube thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that was super, f- it was super fun to do both of these. And then the next one was super interesting but i actually really enjoyed it it was like this uh the audio got fucked up on that one um yeah yeah we but it was it was like a horror thing yeah it was like part horror part adventure honestly like do you still have the audio i might have something somewhere maybe because like if we find that i'd be so curious to like see if we can like restore it and just no, like, there was like a, part oh. of it was just there was a huge chunk that just was gone, gone, oh, like really? gone, gone, oh. gone. Um, the Dang. rest of it was immaculate. Um, so there was those, there were those, and then I did. I think of it as one show, level one into Diceology, and if yeah. you listen to Diceology now, basically the whole show's on one feed, and that was that's my probably longest single project. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. Um. I think maybe eventually my novels will surpass it just because time. Um, yeah. And, uh, but like I started doing, I started doing level one when I was 22. Yeah. Post-grad. Post-grad, like just post-grad yeah. and then finished in May this year. Yeah. So it's been five, six years. Uh, five years. Five years. Yeah. Five years. Just about. Yeah, um, you know, in traditional TV standards, five years is about when you hit syndication. Yeah. <laughs> five seasons in a movie. Um, uh, and 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 so then, and then this is now three years, and I, I actually would expect this to go longer. Um, yeah, I'm curious how long we'll keep this going. Yeah, because like the thing is, like with the with Diceology, there was kind of a goal. I was trying to build an audience, see if I could really catch on. There was an audience, but it was pretty small. And the necessary things to make it grow, I didn't want to do. Mm. Um, 
I I didn't and or and or I didn't have the resources to. I didn't have the resources to like do some advertising for the show. Um, and I'd also picked a very hard thing, which is to do indie role playing games, not D and D. Yeah. And when you do that, the the already narrow actual play space gets even smaller. Mm-hmm. And so I'm extremely proud of that work, but it's is what is. Um, whereas this, the goal for me at least, um, is uh, to keep up with you. Yeah. And so until the podcast becomes too much of a burden upon probably you because we did manage to keep this going through law school so um i i but we've we've hit like i would describe as close to if not full peak uh stress load for me oh, so that's good yeah like i don't know if i've been more uh like burdened like professionally in my life so um if i could hack it through that i think we're gonna hack it on my end so like basically i foresee this going until you're like i don't want to edit this anymore um you know and then you and i are going to actually in air quotes keep doing the podcast because i think we'll just go back to having phone calls um and you know i i don't i think that's really good because like i do consider this a bit of an art even though it is just our calls and I think especially, and we've talked about this before, like in society, so much of art gets caught up in success, which is code for money. Um, Whereas for me, I actually think this is the most successful podcast I've ever done Mm. because I had one goal and it is working stupendously. I have never gotten to keep the over these three years. I have never kept up with you so well since we were in high school. Yeah, no, for real. Yeah. And that's fucking awesome. I I love that so much. And so like total success mm-hmm. um, for me. And, you know, like there, there are things as I'm getting older and I'm doing the thing I always do where I talk a lot and, and, and I'll just finish this thought. Um, you're good. You're good. I was looking up something <laughs> on the show. <laughs> cool. Um, uh, there's thing that I, I'm noticing as I get older is that um, I am more and more uh, grateful to have records of things. And I say this as I'm looking at my notebooks on a shelf, you know, like my old black one that's taped together, for example. Though you know the one I'm talking about. Um, I'm looking at, you know, a photo that I have of Gracie and my sister um together that i know is so important to me you know like these things and this is true of this is true of diceology too um but and this is like extremely morbid and sad so just sorry everyone i know we're celebrating 100 but this is just how i'm feeling so hang with me i guess um there will come a day in which um i will never be able to hear you or Sam or Will or Natalie or Olivia or Taylor's voice spoken to me again. Mm. Be that just the, the, the ravages of time, be that the drifting apart of people growing older 
and only and being far apart. But that day will come. And and vice versa, there there very well could come a day where none of you will ever hear my voice spoken to you again. But it exists. And it is an extreme comfort to me that I could find it again anyways. Mm. And and even and even in a less morbid and and finalistic way of thinking about it we're gonna be 50 someday we're not gonna sound like this yeah but you know i can go back and i can hear will bangs cracking jokes in his early 20s with me again yeah and isn't that a goddamn piece of magic i don't know what else is that so i i i I am grateful for this Mm -hmm. i don't know how like you said i don't know how long this is gonna last but there is a part of this that is also a, a frozen in time three plus years guaranteed now of you and I's friendship and our conversations together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is such a precious thing to me. Um, I have a hundred conversations now of you and me, one of my absolute best and oldest friends in the world, no matter what. Yeah. And like I said, I think that's a really beautiful thing. So. Aw. Yeah, no. I think that's a really eloquently way to put it. Like, I think that's kind of the beauty of the way art is in this day and era, right? Mm-hmm. When you use the technology right to make something like this that can give you that, like it can give you that memory years later. You know, and it can it can still kind of like make you feel warm and like remind you of someone or something. I think that's truly the the most beautiful thing about art, especially in this day and age where it's so accessible and readily available to be made. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, like I, I think a lot about how, you know, we have friends whom, you know, we haven't gotten to see as often. And they, in a way, get to keep up with us and interact with us in a different way, you know, and text us about the show. And it's been, there's been a lot of folks that we've, like, reconnected with, Mm -hmm. you know, while doing this show. And, like, a lot of folks that I've gotten the chance to talk to that I hadn't had the time to talk to. um, Absolutely. Because of this. And so, you know, I really, it always surprises me when someone tells me they listen to the show because it's, like, such a weird show to listen to, like... You know, like, yeah, yeah, because it's just, I mean, because who are, because we're, we're just two guys with almost the same amount of letters in our names, you know, <laughs> who have been friends for a long time. And I think, you know, like, but I guess that's also the beauty of it, right? It's a hyper specific thing. We are two really tight friends talking right. about things any pair of friends could talk about. We just are putting it on the internet, and now everyone can. Now everyone's privy to it. Yeah, um, and and I mean, like we're, we're talking, we talk a little bit about our lives, sometimes a lot about our lives, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, we pick a topic, but not once have we picked a topic that isn't like something that would have come up, you know, like yeah, like for I'll, I'll use the the biggest example I think of is Ma. Like Ma is just like this. It is a. It is not a particularly common topic amongst 
I would say the American culture generally, and even the American artistic culture. Um, you know, it, it just isn't. Um, and it came up on a phone call, like, mm-hmm. a, a, like it's just a phone call. Like we do focus in on a topic because it is a show. It is a format, right? Like that's, mm-hmm. that's how you do it. Um, but we don't talk about things we're not interested in. Yeah. Right. Like, and even when we do, we're talking about the fact that we're not interested in it. Like our episode on sports, for example, um, you know, (laughs) and it's, yeah, like I I don't foresee us like ever talking about like the stock market. Yeah, no, I outside of maybe criticizing the stock market and how that's weird and maybe how we think or I at least think it's bad and bad for, you know, Hollywood and things, yeah. right? Like I think yeah. it's a I like but that's not but like we wouldn't talk about like man, the stock market's doing great. How's your investment portfolio? Which you know, like I know not well, but I know people who do talk about that. Because that's their interest. That matters to them. It's fun for them, right? Yeah. I think it's a weird thing to be fun. And, like, I, you know, I, I I, do not begrudge anybody their their interests. I begrudge that one a little bit because I actually think it's doing damage to the world. But I love a game about rolling a 20-sided die and caring very much about the outcome of that roll. So mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want to judge too hard, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It's a mixed bag. But, you know, like, because I think, like, yeah, I feel like we've done a pretty okay job at hewing between, like, things we're interested in, things that we have opinions and criticisms about. Mm-hmm. Um, although we haven't done a like a criticism based episode in a while no and i we rarely do like i don't know if we've ever done like purely critical it's more like it's more like debating but it's still like we're we're clearly on the same opinion it's critique we give critique yeah right like we've critiqued 5e pretty hard yes and I fucking love 5e. Like, let's be honest, right? We were critical of sports, but not in the way of, like... Like, we weren't sitting around being like, fuck the sports ball. We were like, yeah. this isn't our vibe, but we've both participated in sports and continue to. And it's kind of a cool thing. It's just yeah. not our thing. And that's mm-hmm. weird and interesting. Isn't that interesting? Right? Like, yeah. like it's more like what I j- literally just did there with the stock market, where I was like, I think it's probably bad for the world that it exists. But, like, no judgment to people who really care. Like, you know, you know, like, that kind of thing. And I think that's actually good because... I don't know, like, I listen to a lot of, like, political and news podcasts, um, and, like, I I don't know how much of that, I think plenty of that comes out in these shows, um, (laughs) but, oh, wait, that's actually a great way to tie it kind of back to origins of the show, Mm -hmm. because you had suggested a a political podcast. Um, Oh, that's right, I did. Yeah, we were both, like, okay what kind of a podcast would we make and we both like listed podcasts that we were really enjoying at the time and yeah you were it was it's like what something the nation oh um uh fake the nation fake the nation yeah you were listening to fake the nation and i had just gotten back into jake and amir's show Mm. um, if i were you and so i think like that was sort of our two comps for are kind of like casual talking podcasts to kind of differentiate us. Yeah, because we were talking about shows that we listened to that weren't 
narrative or actual plays or Mm -hmm. like improv shows because i know we also talked about those because we were like what 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 do we like and i know i listen like hello from the magic tavern and friends of the table like i know i listed Mm -hmm. those things um but yeah like what i was saying is that like the political shows i listen to even ones with very upbeat hosts and people really like trying to like put the positive spin like call to action or just say what the news is um by their very nature are pretty fucking depressing Mm -hmm. um because even though i actually think that there is more good out there than people are aware of and i know that the world feels like it's burning down and it it is i don't want to say it's not but also like for example a thing i learned pretty recently is that you know we're on track for like a two or three maybe a little bit more uh celsius degree increase in global warming and that's terrible it just is and we can do stuff about it so like please don't give into the the like climate nihilism and like Mm -hmm. i i know it's so hard i I, it's breaks my heart all the time um but what i mean to say and this this gives me hope and i hope it gives someone else some hope is the fact that in the 70s and 80s we were talking about like a seven six five degree increase maybe more and we're not there anymore that's not what we're on track for oh that's good. Im- improvement has been made, right? Like things are cleaner. Our cars don't do the same that they did. Solar and all of these other things are so much more prevalent. They, it just it just is. And that that's worth being hopeful about, but that's not a very good news story now, is it? Mhm. You know, and yeah. especially and it, it also it doesn't it's not exactly newsworthy because you know we are facing the climate crisis consequences Mm -hmm. you know like every day we face them the heat and the all of this stuff um so what i mean to say is that i'm really actually very glad we're not we don't do criticism episodes i'm really glad that we don't do like top five video games we hate the most like i'm so glad we don't do that like yeah i don't think we could be a hate cast no 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 i don't i I don't like i (laughs) no and there are some shows that i like uh, um like uh zero punctuation is a youtube video game review Mm -hmm. um and it's the reviews are often pretty like brutal um and at the end of the year that he does a top five top top five best top five worst and top five blandest and like that works for that vibe but like that's not our vibe and i'm glad it's not and you know honestly i've been trying to like i listen to a ton of podcasts outside of music and probably books or just writing in general it's probably the the art form i can consume the most of Mm -hmm. um i've been trying to mix up my my podcast diet a bit um, cause I just, I'm like, eh, this is depressing. This is too much of this mm. one thing, you know? So, oh yeah, that's yeah. funny. I've actually been in the position of, uh, trying to listen to less podcasts. Just gen, just generally. Yeah. Cause I, I noticed I was consuming a lot of podcasts and I wasn't watch. It's like, I always, this, this always happens. I'll get into something. I'll watch a lot of it, but then I'll stop watching movies and so oh, it's like gotcha. a, it's a thing where it's like I need to balance it out. Like I need to for every like 
one movie I watch for every two movies I watch, I can listen to like one episode of, of, of a podcast. That's like not quite how it works, but that is how I try to like trick my ba- my brain back into staying up on movies. Mm. Um, just because mm. like I think. You know, like if you consume too much of any one art form, your 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 main art will become morphed by it. Um, True. Like I I noticed like when I consume when I was working on an actual play show and consuming a lot of actual play stuff, the the rules for editing wildly changed all the time. Um, it based on like what actual play I was listening to. Um, yeah. Although will say though, I did finally finish. All of Autumn of Hiron. Um, oh, finally! Like many years later, like I'd listened to like some of um, what is it? Uh, Counterweight, and I'd gotten through most of that, and then I just could never really get through Autumn of Hiron. But I finally was like, you know what? Like I I owe the cast of Friends at the Table at least one shot at this. So let me let me give it that to them and. My goodness, it was really great by the end. Um, oh yeah, I was like really, really, really in love with just all of it, and I was like, "Wow, this is really what this is. This is maybe the closest to like real friends playing this game is." Like, you know, you, you know what I mean. Like, it was really enjoyable, and I will say, love Hella. Uh, oh, Hella for all for life. Um, yeah. she's my favorite character. <laughs> This is a friend. We're, we're we're talking friends at the table here for those who are unaware. Quick quick recommendations if you want to listen to friends at the table. Start with Marielda. Mm. It's only I want to say fifteen. Fifteen episodes. Yeah, fifteen yeah. episodes long, and it'll give you like the perfect vibe. And then if you're more inter- if you're interested in the fantasy stuff, jump into Hyron. Otherwise, I'd say go listen to Counterweight. I, I I am not super caught up on their show currently, but when I stop listening, uh without a doubt the best thing they ever did um i'd be really surprised if something surpassed it um yeah but you know yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah i hmm, i don't know i i'm i think i'm kind of happy with the media consumption i've had lately yeah I, and i think that's good like when you feel happy with it i think that's great no need to change it i think for yeah. me like if, if if I go on a YouTube bender, I'm like watching YouTube out the wazoo. I'm watching like ten hours of YouTube instead of watching like one movie in a day, you know. And so yeah. I kind of feel like for me, it's like always trying to make sure that I always make the time to watch movies because that is the medium I am always studying. So yeah, I try and read a little bit every day. I mm. rarely get the chance to like sit down and just read for an extended period of time straight but i like to touch it Mm -hmm. every day i think the things that i consume just the most of are podcasts and music because i can do that while doing other things yeah um i've been watching more television lately Ooh, what have you been watching um just finished the swordsmith village arc of demon slayer Ooh. Um, super fun, super good. Um, currently watching Bleach Thousand Year Blood War arc as it comes out, because it's we're in the second season of that. Um, Gracie and I is gonna Gracie's gonna get me to watch Ted Lasso soon. I think. Yeah, um, it's finished, and you can just binge the whole thing. So. Yeah, I hmm, I don't know how much I like that. Though. Yeah. 
I like I, I'm, I'm a little occasionally I like binging, but I've found more and more that I actually like watching week to week. Mm, okay, well, I actually take that back. It's not confirmed if it's over. Actually. Oh, interesting. It, 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 it was originally written for three seasons, but I think it's still up in the air. But well, yeah. we got to see what happens with uh, Hollywood first. So yes, might be a minute. Yeah. Um, I think I'll probably watch the third season of The Witcher when it comes out. Just we most recently saw Across the Spider Verse. Mm. Um, Across the Spider Verse. Yes. Yes, that's the second one. Correct. Um. Yeah, and then it's going to be beyond the Spider-Verse, right? Yes. Yes, okay. Fucking loved that. That was so good. Um, what else? Oh, a bunch of albums that are really good have come out lately. Um, that's been great. I've been reading some Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, no, I think the only thing that I'm like... been playing Diablo 4. That's probably the most garbage thing in my art diet right now <laughs> being honest um though the so, so the story is surprisingly good in this one um relative to the diablo series um anyways uh yeah i think the only thing i'm unhappy with is the balance of my podcast it's just too heavy on news and um, okay do you want some wrecks politics hell yes i want some wrecks okay so here are some podcasts that i listen to or have been listening to bring it um so uh, if you haven't listened to it, the director's cut, which is the official podcast of the director's guild of America, Ooh. they do interviews with filmmakers and usually they are for movies that have just come out and stuff. Nice. So there's some really good interviews, uh, there to listen to. Um, highly recommend that. I've been listening to in proximity, another film podcast, but it's about mm. proximity media, which is Ryan Coogler's production company. He did Creed, Fruitvale Station, Black Panther. Dope. And there's some really great just stuff about the film industry. Um, and then uh, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Um, I've been listening to a lot of that. I really like the Michelle Zahner episode and the Steven Yeun episode. Um, there's a ton of episodes, but it's a good, funny podcast. It's like Conan Never Left. And if you are into sports, Dane, I do recommend the lineup with... Uh, Dave Proden. It's a surfing podcast that I really like. Oh, that um, sounds actually way cooler. Yeah, they cover like World Surf League news, and huh. there's just some really interesting stuff. It's, yeah, it. I I really enjoy it. That's probably what's been in my rotation. I also have another like production film podcast called Call Sheet. It's just like a about like on like below the line, like crew members stories and stuff like that. Um, that's cool. That one's fun. That um, sounds pretty rad. Yeah. I, see, I've been looking for more stuff. I'm going to have to give a couple of those a listen. I've been looking for more stuff, but every time I try and dive in and look around, it's just celebrity talk podcast after celebrity talk podcast. And I'm just like trying to find shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm just really struggling with it. But I will, I will definitely give those a listen. Though, steering back to our own show, mm-hmm. this one, this episode is real loose, everyone, if you can't tell, um, which feels on brand for 100, because mm-hmm. it feels like getting back to like, yeah, we're just talking. Because um, I, I know we're probably coming up a little bit on, we're coming towards time, I know. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to know, highlights from the show 
the past three years, the past three seasons. And um, hopes for going forward. Yeah. Before I give you that, I want you to guess something. Okay. I I want you to guess how many downloads we've had across all 122 uploads. So 100, I guess 99 main episodes and 23 uh, side episodes. So uh, how many? 109? 122 total. 122. And I want you to guess how many downloads we've had of all time. Let's say 6K. Okay. You ready for the number? Sure. Yeah. Let me. Let me. We had twenty-four thousand five hundred and ninety-seven all-time downloads. You're kidding. I'm not kidding. That's what Acast just told me, and I I kind of had to double take. Yeah, that's like two hundred downloads an episode, average. Huh. That is so much more than I was expecting. I'm guessing some of our D and D episodes have been timely. Is my guess. I, yeah, I'd believe that. I, I'd really believe that. Yeah, no, see, that's that's awesome. I'm happy yeah. to hear that. Yeah, it's one of those weird things where, like, I know we don't really care about the stats, but I was so shocked when I saw that number. I had to tell you, because our first season we had, like, I think, I think we had, like, a thousand downloads. And I just assumed that that was the pace we were growing. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I have another idea about it. I think the, I think, um... I think the OSR stuff we've been talking. Oh yeah, help helps mm-hmm. us too. Yeah, because um, that's like a tight knit community. Mm-hmm. You know that shit floats around. Yeah. Know? Okay. Wow. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, right? It's it's kind of strange, mm-hmm. kind of comforting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, let me look at our catalog, because <laughs> um, now <laughs> it is a catalog. I don't a little know. bit. I, I think, in terms of highlights, I mean, like, I think I've enjoyed like a. I mean, a lot of our D and D episodes have been, of course, great. I think, mm-hmm. I think a fun one to edit was our Dungeons and Dragons movie review. Um, that one was a highlight for me. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really cool, and that kind of pushed me into the realm of like, oh yeah, we should do more episodes like this when we can. Yeah. Um, I liked it because it felt like we were going to the movies together. Yes, it really did. Yeah. I I remember when we used to do like those themed like series, like we did a, the four part Star Wars series. Yeah. You know, like, and I just love these titles, like the original Star Wars Strikes Back, Attack of the Phantom prequels, Rise of the Last Sequel, Knights of Other Star Wars Media Properties. <laughs> like, yeah, there were definitely some good things. Our yeah. live, our first live episode. Oh yeah, when um, was that the one? Do we eat burgers in that one? Was that that one? I think so. Yeah, we, that one was great. I yeah. fucking loved that. That was a good one. And then, ultimately, I think once we once we made the commitment to bring in guests during our second season, mm-hmm. like I think bringing in our friends was was really solid. Especially like, um, I think our, I think it's a tie between. Mm, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to to like. It's hard to rank your friends. Rank, yeah, it's hard to rank your friends. <laughs> but there were a lot of episodes that were just really nice to like catch up with people on. And I think 
I remember having a wonderful time with Clara and mm-hmm. Taylor, of course. The Will Wills. Bangs was pretty great. Yes, Will all Bangs, was... Will Cordell, Leah. Yeah. yeah. Um, all of that, I think, was was really good. And those are all people that, like, I think we've all we've considered bringing back and asking again. And mm-hmm. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think like this, the other thing, it's a subtle thing, but like shout out to Jen who does our cover art every season. Oh yeah. I thank you. Thank you. I think like every season when we get the new art, it's always like such a nice breath of fresh air. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's like a really nice, like, like, you know what I'd love to do one day? I'd love to like somehow like make a physical print of our show and like like a vinyl <laughs> yeah like, that would be cool and, and make these like sleeves like that would be really cool just to like have like for, mm-hmm. for ourselves totally um and then like yeah and like um yeah and i and so i think it's like those little things and um yeah i'm trying to yeah i think those were probably the biggest highlights i think when we were working on the mecca show too that was a big highlight for me I loved doing that. I wish yeah. we could have actually, uh, you know, never say never. I never think, say never. I think there's a world in which we, and this kind of kind of goes into like my hopes for the future. But like after our bubble density talk, mm-hmm. we got to take. We're getting on that series, folks. Yeah. Wait, it, did the bubble density talk already come out? Uh, yes, it has. Yeah. Okay. Good. Episode right before this. Yes. Um, yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to be sure because that that last recording was weird in the yes. timing of when things come out. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so, like, I remember, like, we were talking about that, and then we were talking about like D and D homebrew. And I know, like, every season we've done less and less episodes, and I know we've been trying to think of like more weird episodes to do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what if? I was like, for season four, it'd be cool if we kind of took like that kind of multi-episode approach like we did with like some of the, like our Star Wars month and stuff. Yeah. We did it in blocks. So like we maybe we commit to like 18 or 20 episodes that season, but we do them in blocks and they're all related. So we do like four episodes on bubble density, four episodes on Dungeons and Dragons homebrew, four episodes on something else, right? And they're sort of like, yeah. And they're sort of like little like, like week to week and we would kind of i think go back to the week to week where we'd we'd record it in bulk and then edit and then release them all at this like at a, like week after week and kind of like treat it like like a almost like micro arcs in a season um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that was an idea that i had been floating around and i think like ultimately i i think like the show constantly feels like we're continuing to iterate on it it doesn't really feel like we are kind of um we haven't shown up and been like ugh we got to do another episode you know like yeah because there's no requirements for it mm-hmm. you know like there just is there just aren't there are no requirements for this show i i, I you know like what what are we i like i'm like what what are we supposed to do like we're just the format is we talk yeah. about something we're interested in that that is the format and so as long as we're doing that then we're in the format and we're making an episode and the other requirement and the other the concept of the show is it's our way of keeping up it's our conversations mm-hmm. our phone calls right yeah um and that changes as our lives change right mm-hmm. like 
during the pandemic when we started super easy to get weekly episodes out mm-hmm. we're not doing anything anyway yep. super easy to find a recording time everybody's trapped right like mm-hmm. yeah we would now during lunch breaks during the early mornings late nights now you're you're making documentaries and i'm in law school or currently as we're t- saying this i'm working at a law firm right like yeah it's different times it's and that's mm-hmm. If the show didn't change, I think that's when it would fall apart, right? Like, to talk about, like, Diceology a little bit is that Diceology actually couldn't come with me into law school. That's, Mm. like, straight up the truth. Um, I couldn't keep up the editing. There's no way. There's no way I could have done that. And, like, and, and we tried. We tried to do, like, okay, what if we recorded enough episodes for uh, a season a year-long season in the summer and i recorded and i we recorded and edited them all in the summertime which you know being in the summer now that would have been feasible it would have been a little hellish but it would have it could have worked but in our discovery of the scheduling and then the discovery of like my actual editing pace when the scheduling doesn't line up all the time not possible we tried to change the show and it couldn't that's when like the format was not conducive mm-hmm. to a change like that um yeah and that's okay yeah you know mm-hmm. yeah um yeah whereas this is way more flexible and like just to talk about what i'm, I'm hopeful yeah, for, for is i'm hoping it continues to change i'm, I'm like it sounds silly but i'm kind of hoping we have more duds like mm-hmm. when we played magic, not the best because there was no visual element. You know, nobody could see our cards, right? Like that just didn't quite translate, you know? Yeah. Um, but we tried something. Mm-hmm. By yeah. contrast, I actually loved the Dungeons and Dragons movie one. Like that was fucking great mm-hmm. because like we tried this completely different way of recording mm-hmm. and I thought it worked. I thought it was super fun to go on the journey um together i thought that was super cool um yeah y- you know i want to do more stuff like that I-, I love that idea of doing like little cores of episodes um mm-hmm. you know and that feels like i like i said about like feasibility during law school that feels feasible um because you know what that sounds like to me that sounds like 12 recording session or 12 recording sessions that's what yeah. that sounds like to me um maybe more but uh, you know like we've talked about trying to figure out a way to you know do something on the road someday like i still want to figure that out you know i i fully expect that sometime soon just because we're kind of due for it um we'll do another in-person live Mm -hmm. episode you know yeah like the timings just do like I'm, I'll be out in LA sooner or later and you'll be out in, in Colorado sooner or later and we'll, we'll, we'll get in some, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. You know, it'd also be a fun live episode mm. live with an audience. <laughs> like, like, like we get some of our close friends in a room and we do a podcast with them in the room and we just record their reactions. Yeah, I would like that. You know what we should do with that, though? Mm-hmm. I think it should just be a Q&A. 
Oh, there we go. Where we get like people we really care about to just mm-hmm. ask us questions. Just it's a it's a live AMA with people who love us. Yeah. Wow. That's actually a great idea. That could be really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, I think the the evolving of the show as we evolve as people and as artists and as times change, I think is what has kept it going this long and like mm-hmm. we both have said we'll keep it going long and I don't like it's one of those things where like the show has gotten to a point where it's a pretty easy show to sort of like put together in the way it is right now. And I think mm-hmm. I'm kind of excited to kind of dedicate like more specific time to recording and editing something, and assembling it versus what we've been doing this past season. I think it'll be nice to kind of like try something different and like do the more weird episodes I think season four is going to be the weird season. (laughs) It very well might be. And like, you know, like I I can see different times being different ways, right? Like if I knew that if I was like telling you like, Derek, I'm just working for this firm now. If like my life looked like it does right now Mm -hmm. for a much more extended period of time, I'd be like, Derek, I have time to go back to like, weekly episodes um, i i can find the time for a four-hour recording session again right like mm-hmm. that is like but i i'm i'm due back to school in t minus a month right like mm-hmm. i you know like just they're, they're just like it, that's the that's the thing is that like i foresee more changes in life and i can imagine the show changing with it as opposed to other projects and i think that's something that's super interesting about it looking back after at three years and looking back at 100 episodes is um other projects i've done are bounded to the time in which they exist Mm -hmm. then they came from Mm -hmm. you know like i love the books i've written um i'm very proud of them i could never write them again um, mm-hmm. I'm writing other things now, um, but they belong to the person I was then. Yeah. Um, Diceology belongs to uh, n- not just me when I say this, but but a man post graduation and not who didn't really know what he wanted to do, um, who was just needed something to do with his life for a little while while he figured some shit out. Um, and it couldn't come with me any further, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, like, I think that's true of most artwork and some art lasts is these, are these ongoing things that last a very long time, you know, like, um, like for example, like this American life, the, the radio show, started in the 90s right mm-hmm. um and on it goes you know and that format it proved to be extremely flexible or like but there aren't a ton of a ton of um art forms that last that long right like we made jokes about ncis but like ncis is actually an aberration it's bizarre mm-hmm how yeah. long that show has gone on for, right? Like, yeah. um, most movies exist as single entities. Um, 
some of them are series. There are now the, the MCU has changed things a little bit there, but you know, like, but but they're not the same thing. You know what I mean? Like the only things that I'm like are actually readily coming to my mind are radio shows and um, like comic strips, right? Like yeah. the Peanuts started in the '40s and the run actually done by Charles Schultz ended in the nineties. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that shit's wild. That's, that's 50 years. Right. Like, yeah. You know, like, um, like this American life, uh, car talk, um, wait, wait, don't tell me. Um, I think that there are just very few formats that are actually conducive to long form expression that doesn't take the, the the um that doesn't take the form of like large individual chunks released at one time or um doesn't take the form of like a uh, a follow-up series by the same artist right like you know um i'm trying to think of like a really like willie nelson has been releasing music forever you know, same with Dolly Parton, right? Like they release music, new music for a very, very long time. Um, mm -hmm. But like, it, Bruce Springsteen might be a better example. Oh actually. yeah, yeah, he does like an um, album every year or something, or every two he, years. Yeah, yeah, I think he's still he's in in more recent memory released something. Yes. Um, though I think Willie Nelson released something when I was still in undergrad. Um, but uh. More of what I mean to say is that, like, but those albums capture moments, right? It's not this weekly, bi-weekly thing, right? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, this is probably the most steady look at art and ourselves that we've had to look at and listen to over the last mm -hmm. three years, you know? like mm -hmm. Or you can see the most gradual changes. Exactly. Know? Exactly. Yeah. And I... And I think about that and like, how strange, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, like, I, I find that very beautiful. And that's why I do feel like this might, might last a minute, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, oh, you go. Oh, oh, I, I was just thinking of something Austin from friends of the table said once on a, I think a side podcast, um, for, from their Patreon oh, a while ago, um, he said, you know, like they had, when they put the, the Patreon together because it was it, money started happening. So it had to be like a business they had to like think about that stuff. Um, he was asked, how long do you think this is, is going to go for? And he had to like come up with a number of years. Um, and he didn't reveal what that number of years was. Um, but he was making the point of like, friends at the table will end someday you know but me playing games with my friends uh, will end when i die you know like and that's how i'm feeling about this show is like mm -hmm. i don't know how long this goes on for um you know you put a metaphorical and in that case or in that case like a legal gun to my head you know i'll, I'll come up with a number a, an educated yeah. guess um uh, or like more, maybe more accurately, I would come up with a set of circumstances. Like if this thing happens and this, this thing happens, 
if this happens in Derek's life, I think it might go this, like that might be a sign that this is going to end, right? Like, and maybe I could put a number on that. Mm-hmm. But you and I talking isn't going to end. You and I doing stuff together just isn't going to end. I don't yeah, think. I think um, yes. And so, and so I, I, um, it's just very interesting because I, at the same time that you, I have to think, I think about that number as we're kind of looking back. I also am thinking about like, yeah, but at the same time, this format is a long one. Yeah. It is a flexible one and it has survived a year of law school. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um. Like we might be like we we might be here. We might yeah. be here, folks. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like I was I was like to my point to like what I was gonna say, um, which was basically that like on a similar vein of this, but I think I don't know if it if it would ever truly end either. I think there is a, mm-hmm. a space where we step away, and do something else for a little bit, and then come back for a little bit. And then step away again, you know, like, you know how there are some shows where they're, they're technically over, but every now and then they'll get on the mic and record an episode. Sure. Like, and like, yeah. same, I mean, we basically already did, mm-hmm. right? Like, th- there was a period of time where we released other shows because we we're like, we're, sorry, folks, like, we're busy, yeah. you know. I've been saying folks a lot this episode. Mm-hmm. I'm tired, so I'm falling back on vernacular. <laughs> it's all good. But, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And I think, you know, like, to your point, like, this won't be the last iteration of us collaborating. I very much think, like, whatever comes after, whatever comes next, I think this show has definitely solidified our, like, creative collaboration, you know, in, in a way that, I don't think we ever could have predicted or thought of in high school or college. Mm-mm. And I think like, I'm really grateful for that too, that we still have that and that we can, I don't know, still make things and still have a good time and still not have any pressure attached to it. Cause sometimes that is just what you need. Um, yeah. Like, I remember when you were telling me like, Derek, don't worry, I will need this in law school. Like I will need to have something else to do. Like, and yeah. that like really stuck with me because I was like, oh yeah, it is kind of like a different thing in the routine of life. So yeah. it is, it is, and it I in this experience of going to law school, I have been utterly grateful for all of the things that bind me to the rest of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, because all aspects of of you, you you as a person are like are drawn out or muted by different things you are doing, different people you're around, right? And law school draws out my analytical side, my academic side, my, um, a very serious side of myself, a very problem-solving side of myself, uh, a side of myself that loves challenge. Um, but it does not pull very hard on um, my creative self or my humorous self um, or... The part of me that is just deeply in love with people and nature and art in general. Um, It does not, I do my best to bring empathy and kindness and morality to it, but it does not pull those things on you. It just doesn't. Not naturally, you have to bring that to it. And so I have been utterly grateful for all of the people and things like this show 
that have pulled back out of me these other things you know my interests in films and and what people think and have to say and what they try to communicate you know and things that pull me back to younger parts of myself like you know like Derek you and I met when we were 14 mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you know like we've said this before but like fewer and fewer people are going to have known you as long as they have right mm -hmm. um and that doesn't mean that these people aren't important or whatever but they will not be able to touch in with you right like mm -hmm. a memory of me exists for you pre-cancer right yeah oh yeah true you know uh, my partner the person I've spent the last eight years with romantically, you know, like just my partner in life, she doesn't know that about me. She doesn't have a memory of me that is not that, mm. you know, like that, that person just doesn't exist for her beyond being told that he existed. Right. For you, that person did exist. We weren't very close, but he did exist. It was right. a couple months briefly. It was pretty brief, but like <laughs> that's still more than the vast majority of people I know and more than most of the people I interact with on a daily basis, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and so like, it brings me in touch with a wider um, band of myself and I hope it does for you too. Yes. I think I had a friend out here in LA who was talking to me about how like, sometimes like you just need to you, like you need to talk to someone or work with someone who just knows you better than anybody else and sometimes when you're feeling lost that's the person you should talk to about just whatever and there was only one person I could possibly think of and it was you um, and I think it's because yeah you've seen me through so many parts of life and yeah like certain people to your point certain people only see us for what we are now not for who we were and where we started and it's important to get in touch with that kind of old part of yourself to kind of remind yourself that i don't know you still got it <laughs> <laughs> kind of yeah and i mean i think we spend a lot of time especially in i think we, I, it's pretty understandable I, I feel this too but i think we spend a lot of time cringing at our younger selves mm -hmm. um and not remembering that that person was loved too, mm -hmm. you know, um, I, 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 I think about that and like, I, 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 we were not, I don't, I would not say I was my best self when we met, um, of all the selves I have been. Um, I'm not sure I could point to exactly which one I think is the best one. Um, but that one's not it, um, for sure. Yeah, I got you. Um, I feel you. But that doesn't make that person bad. It doesn't make them without redeeming qualities or any of that. And I think that's amazing. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's hard to touch in with that unless you connect with some people who have known you a while. Um, you know, and, 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 um, 
because they can remind you because like, you know, they stuck with you through all of those things, all of those moments. Right. And, um, normally I think for a lot of people that ends up just being family, um, which often I think is why family is so important to people. That's not to say they shouldn't be. I totally, um, I, I think more accurately to say that at, at in all honesty, Derek, you know, you are family, you are my family and that's yeah. amazing. So, yes, I will say the same to you, my brother in arms. <laughs> 100 down, 100 <laughs> microphone battles down, <laughs> hundreds to go. <laughs> yes. Here's to another couple hundred. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I think that's a good place to end it. for. I think for so. Week. Yeah. I think so. I still got to edit and upload it <laughs> <laughs> for this Wednesday. Um, yeah. Because we're recording this on Monday, July 17th. This is coming out July 19th. So. Yeah. 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 Well, good stuff. Yeah. Thank you, Dane, for this incredible last three years of podcasting. Thank you, Derek. You can't see it. Nobody can see it. But I'm currently raising a glass to you and all of our friends and everybody listening and um to what's to come in the show in life all of it yes let's take a big chug real quick there we go there we go <laughs> drank out of my analogy okay well goodbye good night good morning wherever you are we will catch you all next time talk to you soon out here on the sand not far from land sure i'm warm but i wish i was cold with you out here on the sand Oh.